This is Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager, Canada's national source for the latest agronomic research, crop production, and technology trends. You've tuned in to hear conversations about relevant research, best production practices, and everything in between. This episode of Inputs is brought to you by Smart Nutrition MAP plus MST. Experience the latest, most efficient fertilizer system for delivering sulfur and phosphate to your crops throughout the entire growing season. Learn how to boost your soil's performance and maximize ROI with Smart Nutrition MAP plus MST at smartnutritionmst.com. Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Crowley, the Editorial Director of Top Crop Manager, and I'm here with Dr. Christy Preston, Senior Agronomist with Nutrien. Hi Christy, nice to speak with you again. Hi Stephanie, it's great to be here. So we're going to talk about fertility right now and fall fertilizer is obviously coming up, um, but it's never too early to think about your spring fertility programs as well. Um, and we're just going to get into a good discussion about sulfur. Um, and, you know, I, I'd like to talk a little bit about why a farmer would apply sulfur in general. What are some of the benefits to a crop? Because it's sometimes one of those ones that doesn't come up in a program as often as say your nitrogen or potassium or phosphorus. Why would sulfur come up and and what are some of the benefits of using sulfur on your crops? So, and you're completely correct. Not all crops respond to sulfur application. So a lot of times it's not on the forefront of our nutrient management plans. And the reason why we soil sample for phosphorus and potassium is because crops have more potential to responding to those nutrients. Now, when we talk about sulfur, it's pretty common practice to apply it to, say, a canola crop, because canola is one crop that does respond great to sulfur application, but there are others within the rotation that need sulfur as well. So whether that's a spring wheat or some type of lentil, We need to make sure that those crops have enough sulfur or yield could potentially be limiting. Okay. That's good to know. And now sulfur comes in different forms. So today I know uh, one of the things that we were going to chat about is um, nutrients, product, smart nutrition, MAP plus MST. Um, And that is a different form than maybe a more traditional form of sulfur. So could you explain the difference uh, between the smart nutrition, MAP plus MST and traditional sulfur? Yes. So there are two main types of sulfur when we think about fertilizer products. You have the sulfate form, which most commonly is found in ammonium sulfate, and that's readily plant available. As soon as you apply it, the plant can begin taking it up. The other form is elemental sulfur, and that form has to be oxidized to sulfate before it can be taken up by the plant. Now, a lot of times when we are choosing between the two different forms, it has a lot to do with timing and crop uptake because the overall goal is to apply these nutrients at the time that the plant's taking them up so that we we maximize production and reduce losses. The sulfate form of sulfur can also be leached from the environment. So it's not necessarily ideal to apply a sulfate fertilizer in the fall, this new product, Smart Nutrition MAP plus MST, contains sulfur in the elemental form. So it's not in that sulfate form. It's not subject to leaching losses, but it does have to be oxidized to become plant available. Okay. So that's great to know. So are there different forms of elemental sulfur? Yes. So traditional granular elemental sulfur has uh, a really big particle size. So when we think about oxidation rates, 
the smaller the particle size of the sulfur within the fertilizer, the quicker the oxidation. Smart Nutrition MAT plus MST has a smaller elemental sulfur particle size, and that increases the oxidation rate, allowing for that sulfur to be plant available quicker compared to traditional granular elemental sulfur, but also allows for a slow release because that elemental sulfur does have to be oxidized to uh, sulfate to be plant available. That's great. And so what are the key benefits of that from a crop production standpoint? So Smart Nutrition MAT plus MST is a very nutrient-dense fertilizer. It has a fertilizer grade of 943-016. So it's high in phosphorus and high in sulfur. Now, when we talk about oxidation rates of elemental sulfur, we also need to consider the distribution of that sulfur within the fertilizer product itself. Even distribution within the MAP granule allows for maximum soil to fertilizer contact, maximizing oxidation rates. Since the sulfur is present as in the elemental form, it carries a lower salt index, which means you're not gonna see the seed burn or the seedling burn as the plant begins to grow. So you are capable of applying higher rates in furrow. Now, one scenario that we're running into is when farmers are applying MAT plus MST in furrow with the seed, they are applying fertilizer at rates to not exceed phosphorus recommended rates. Now, what's happening is since MAT plus MST carries such a high phosphorus concentration, we're not able to meet the sulfur needs of say the canola crop. Now that is requiring us to maybe look at um, a blend of sulfur products within the sulfur nutrient management plan of that canola crop. So we, we are suggesting that farmers apply MAP plus MST in furrow with the seed, meet those phosphorus needs, but then apply additional sulfur with say ammonium sulfate to get that early sulfur uptake and then have the extended availability of the sulfur from the Smart Nutrition MAP plus MST. Okay. We'll come back to seed safety in a minute, but I wanted to jump down about applications since you were talking about applying it in furrow. So can Smart Nutrition MAP plus MST be applied in the seed row? Yes, because MAP plus MST has the lower salt index compared to say other products like ammonium sulfate. Yes, it can be applied in furrow with the seed. We're still doing trials on at what rates we can push in furrow. Okay. Uh, and it does depend on the soil conditions for that year. Now, this year we've seen drought conditions, and that is not ideal for high rates of fertilizer being applied in furrow. But a lot of times we can navigate around that because uh, many of your prairie soils are thicker in texture, and that allows for the fertilizer to not necessarily cause germination issues either, as long as a little bit of moisture is present at planting. We don't expect to see any issues. Okay. Um, now let's talk a little bit more about some of the trials that Nutrien has done um, on seed safety. Is there um, one that you can share some, some data on? Yes, we did. We had one trial this year uh, with Enterra Agronomy in Manitoba, 
where we looked at inferro applications and we really tried to push those inferro rates to see what, what the maximum amount would be. And of course, those rates were based on phosphorus rates with an additional sulfur application uh, needed afterwards to meet those sulfur recommendations for the canola crop. You've mentioned canola several times and, and maybe other, other crops as well. Just wondered if there are um, certain crops that you're seeing good results from, um, from using Smart Nutrition Map plus MST. In general, canola is one crop that we consistently see respond to sulfur, but I'd like to add in that a lot of times we may not see a response to sulfur application uh, due to several reasons. One is there's not a good soil test to make recommendations from. So a lot of times we focus on crop removal rates. So what's actually being removed in the grain to make those uh, fertilizer recommendations. Historical data, if we've seen sulfur deficiency, if you see the canola blooming uh, or those flowers are aborting, then maybe next year you need to think about, well, definitely this year, but you need to think about an in-season application to potentially salvage those yields. But in the future, you need to make sure that there's enough sulfur out there. A lot of times as soils warm up, we get a breakdown of organic matter and that can supply enough sulfur to the crop so that we don't actually see a response to supplemental sulfur applications. Um, so we mentioned canola responding to Smart Nutrition, MAP plus MST, but obviously there are other crops as well that would be included in a rotation. So are, are, any other, are there any other crops that would benefit from you know, seeing really good results after using Smart Nutrition, MAP plus MST? Now, traditionally, farmers haven't necessarily made sulfur applications to other crops within the rotation because canola is the crop that responds the, the most to sulfur application. Mm -hmm. But there are some reasons why those other crops may not respond or we may not see a yield benefit from sulfur application. And a lot of times that comes back down to soil conditions. So if there is residual sulfur in the soil from that canola crop to the next crop, we may potentially not need to apply sulfur there. Anytime we have high organic matter soils, we can see a breakdown of that organic matter to the sulfate form and plants can take that up. But for the most part, canola is the, is the main crop that we, that we see, Smart Nutrition, MAT plus MST showing the greatest benefit. And again, that comes back to the low salt index, being able to apply it in furrow. And since it is the most responsive crop in the rotation, making sure that we have enough sulfur availability out there to maximize that crop. Okay, great. So we've talked in on several of our past episodes of inputs about the drought that Western Canada has experienced this year. It's hard not to mention it. Um, and, and when we're looking at the impact of that, what are, what's the impact of, of a drought or, or dry soil conditions on a fertilizer application? So in general, if fertilizer is applied in for with the seed and you have drought conditions, that fertilizer has a higher potential to suck the moisture from the seed and the seedling as it begins to grow, and that causes damage. 
Now, Smart Nutrition Mat Plus MST, since it has a lower salt index and it also doesn't have high amounts of ammonia, like ammonium sulfate, then you're not going to see that seedling burn um, under those drought conditions. Even though fertilizers do need some moisture to dissolve, the tiniest bit of soil moisture can allow that fertilizer uh, in or the Smart Nutrition Mat Plus MST fertilizer to dissolve. But since it carries a lower salt index, we're not seeing the, the burn that you might see with either ammonium sulfate or other products that are on the market. Okay. That's positive. That's always a concern, right? Um, and you know, when we talk about some of those drought conditions, the best that we can do is, is just pray for rain sometimes. So <laughs> that's been a concern all year long for, for our friends in Western Canada. Christy, this was all very informative. Is there any other final thoughts that you'd like to add before we sign off? The biggest concern that we have for farmers is to make sure that we apply enough sulfur to meet the crop needs. A lot of times based on how they choose to manage their fertilizer can change the rates that they're able to apply, especially when we're talking about in furrow applications of fertilizer. So if a, if a farmer is using Smart Nutrition Mat Plus MST in furrow, we need to make sure that Yes, they are meeting their phosphorus rates, but they're also meeting their sulfur rates, whether that's with an additional Smart Nutrition Mat Plus MST application in the fall or in the spring, or uh, an additional application of uh, ammonium sulfate to meet those sulfur needs. And where can growers go for more information on Smart Nutrition Mat Plus MST? Farmers can check out our website at smartnutritionmst.com. Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for tuning in to Inputs, the podcast by Top Crop Manager. To catch up on all of our other episodes, visit topcropmanager.com slash podcasts.